Third John. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. The apostle uses the same term for himself as he did in the second epistle, elder. The recipient of John's third letter is the head of a church under John's care, and he wants Gaius to know just how much he is appreciated and loved for his faithfulness. Beloved, I pray that in all respects that you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. For I was very glad when brethren came and testified to your truth, that is, how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear of my children walking in the truth. There is in the mind of the elder no greater measuring rod than the truth. It is vital that the church pursue truth, not allowing deceit to creep in and divert its doctrine from its true course. And John is not only concerned with Gaius' knowledge, he is glad Gaius is behaving in a manner consistent with the truth. The author also has introduced the subject of the letter. He is vitally concerned with the messengers. Here, they are named brethren. Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, and especially when they are strangers, and they have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. In the days of the early church, it seems the primary means of broadcasting the truth was through messengers. The brethren took the message from the elder and carried it to the individual churches. First, the messengers were sent, much like Jesus did, as we read in Luke chapter 10. Now, after this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them in pairs ahead of him to every city and place where he himself was going to come. Second, the messengers were equipped about like the 70. Carry no money belt, no bag, no shoes, and greet no one on the way. Third, the brethren were dependent upon the hospitality they found on their way. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. If the man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking what they give you. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not keep moving from house to house. 
it became the responsibility of the faithful to provide for the messengers, as well as accept the word they brought. For they went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support such men, so that they may be fellow workers with the truth. All this prepares the reader to receive the object of his letter. I wrote something to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be first among them, does not accept what we say. For this reason, if I come, I will call attention to his deeds which he does, unjustly accusing us with wicked words, and not satisfied with this, he himself does not receive the brethren either, and he forbids those who desire to do so and puts them out of the church. Diotrephes is called out for six separate offenses. Number one, pride. Number two, rejecting the truth. Number three, lying about the apostle and the church. Number four, denying support to the messengers. Number five, preventing others from receiving the messengers. And number six, unlawfully expelling those who receive the messengers. Besides outlining the misdeeds of Diotrephes, John cautions Gaius, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. The courier for the letter even receives an endorsement from the author. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself. And we add our testimony. And you know that our testimony is true. John writes a fond desire similar to the second letter. I had many things to write to you but I am not willing to write them to you with pen and ink. But I hope to see you shortly, and we will speak face to face. It appears likely John's conclusion contains words he remembered the Savior say, first in John 20. So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. And then in John chapter 15, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends, you are my friends if you do what I command you. 
No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Peace be to you. The friends greet you. Greet the friends by name.